Church, you may be seated. And kids to kids' church. And kids can go to kids' church, yes. Kids, remind your parents that you want to sign up to go to camp, okay? Okay, as they're leaving, I want you to think of the person that you have the very most difficulty getting along with right now. Don't point any fingers to the people sitting next to you. The person with whom you have difficult getting along with or, or the person with whom you're having maybe the worst person you know right now. You might, you might call them your enemy. Now I want you to, to think of the very best thing you could do for that person. What, what's the biggest and best blessing that you could do for them? We're going to start right over here with the Lewises. And so stand up and tell me that person's name, what they did for to you and what you're going to do back. Okay. Probably not a good idea. They might be in this room. I don't know. Today we're, we're, we're looking at, we're continuing to look at the Sermon on the Plain by, by Jesus in the, in, the, in the Gospel of Luke. And we're in the very simple, easy section Love your enemies. You know, last week wasn't hard enough with you know, the poor are all good, and but you guys who are rich, are, you've got a problem. That was an easy sermon. That was an easy text to, to digest, right? Now we get love your enemies. That was sarcasm, by the way. One of my spiritual gifts. Love your enemies. It, it seems ridiculous to love your enemy in this way, but that's exactly what Jesus tells us we should do as he continues this Sermon on the Plain. Let's look at this text. It's in Luke chapter 6, beginning in verse 27. Hear the word of the Lord. But I say to you who are willing to hear, love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who mistreat you. If someone slaps you on the cheek, offer them the other one as well. If someone takes your coat, Give them your shirt as well. Give to everyone who asks and don't demand your things back from them who take them, those who take them. Treat people in the way you want to be, you want them to treat you. If you love those who love you, why should you be commended? Even sinners do that. If you if you do good to those who do good to you, why should you be commended? Even sinners do that. If you lend to those from whom you expect repayment, why should you be commended? Even sinners lend to th sinners expecting to be paid back in full. Instead, love your enemies, do good, and lend expecting nothing in return. If you do, you will have a great reward. You will be acting the way children of the Most High act, for he is kind to ungrateful and wicked people. Be compassionate, just as your Father is compassionate. Don't judge, and you won't be judged. Don't condemn, and you won't be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Give, and it will be given to you a good portion. Packed down, firmly shaken, and overflowing will fall into your lap. The portion you give will determine the portion you receive in return. Friends, this is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Love your enemies. 
I wish I could stand before you and say, I've got this all figured out. Just, just watch me. Just, just do what I do. Just do what I say, and we're all good. But this is a struggle. This is a difficult thing. I'm probably better at making enemies than I am at loving my enemies. And many times I think, well, Jesus, what were you thinking? Love your enemies. doesn't make any sense. But we're going to dig in just for a few minutes and, and see what we can find in the Scripture that might point us in the right direction. So the Scripture opens up in verse 27, and Jesus says, but I say to you who are willing to hear. Kind of saying, okay, listen up. This is what I have to say. Love your enemies. And when I read that scripture, I immediately said, okay, so what, what kind of love are we talking about? We've talked about it a couple times. There's, there's several different Greek words for love in the New Testament. And so I was curious, which one is this that Jesus is using? And much to my dismay, it's agape love. This is that that unconditional, unmerited, regardless of merit deserve or deservedness kind of love. This is, this is no matter what love. It's not brotherly love. It's not some kind of affection. This is the deep God-like love. It's, it's love so deep and forgiving that it, that it breaks through normal barriers and becomes open-hearted and radically, radically generous. It's the love that God has for us. And in John 3.16, this verse that many of us memorize as kids or as youth, for God so loved the world, for God so agaped the world. So this is, this is a deep, God-like, amazing love. Romans 5.8, Paul writes, but God shows his love for us because we were still sinners, because we were still enemies with God, even then, Christ died for us. Next week, we, we will be participating in sacrament of communion. And, and the pardon from our communion liturgy after we pray and have time of silence, I say these words, hear the good news. While we were yet sinners, God, Christ died for us, and that proves God's love for us. That agape love. Love your enemies. It's, it's easy, right? Simple. Jesus said it, now we'll, just, we'll do it. I wish it was that simple. So Jesus says, listen up, and then, then he goes to say, love your enemies, in verse 27. And for the next three and a half verses, and I think what Jesus is saying is, here's love your enemies, and, and if, you, if you can't figure that out, here are some things that you can do. You know, you can, you can do good to those who hate you. You can, you can bless those who curse you. Pray for those who mistreat you. You know, if someone, if someone slaps you on the cheek, then turn your other cheek and give that to them too. If someone takes your coat, then, then give them your shirt as well. If you give something to somebody, don't expect them to, to repay you. And then in summary, here's, there were some hints, but, but really the bottom line is this. Treat people in the same way you want them to treat you. The, the golden rule, right? So love your enemies. Here's a list of things you could do. But, but if you can't remember that list, just treat people like you want to be treated. And then Jesus goes ahead and, and, and tells us pretty much the same thing 
a second time. You know, if, if, if you love those who love you, he says, then the sinners do that. If you love those who love you, well, everybody does that. Everybody loves people who love them back. If, if you do good to those who are good to you, then, well, everybody does that. That's no big deal. You know, if you lend to people expecting to be repaid in full, then, okay, that's no big deal either. Everybody does that. But he says, instead, you should love those. You should love your enemies. You should do good. And you should lend, not expecting anything to come back. Love, do good, and lend. Love your enemies, do good, and lend without expecting anything in return. Jesus says then, when you've, when you've done that, then you can expect a reward. You can expect a reward for doing something that is, is unusual. And not only will you get a reward, but you, then you'll be acting like children of God that you are. You'll be acting like the people that I created you to be. To be, to be more like God, because, because God is kind and loving to the ungrateful and to the wicked. God was kind and loving to us when, when we were ungrateful and wicked, and when we are still ungrateful and wicked. God was kind and loving to us when we were enemies of his, and still when we continue to be enemies. So to get a reward and you'll be acting like the, the children that I created you to be. And then he gives another good summary statement. Again, okay, if you can't remember these things, be compassionate like God is compassionate. Some other translations say, be merciful like God is merciful. Matthew, in his Sermon on the Mount, which mirrors the Sermon on the Plain, Matthew says, be perfect as Jesus, as your Father is perfect. Be perfect as God is perfect. That's easier even said, right? Compassionate might be easier. Merciful might be, but be perfect. John Wesley said, be perfect in love. Be perfect in your intent of love as God is perfect in love. Okay, so we, we've said it now twice. And so if you didn't get it those first two times, Jesus is really, really practicing good educational pedagogy here because he says it a third time in a different way. So if you didn't catch it these first two guy, times, for me, like the dummy in the back row for me, he says, here's a third time in a different way to make sure you get it. Verse 37 says, don't judge or you'll be judged. Don't condemn or you'll be condemned. Forgive and you'll be forgiven. Give and you will receive. So it gives us three different ways to look at this. Three reminders, three different ways of learning this. And, and he says in this third time, when, when you do this, you will get a reward. And your reward will be a good portion. This really doesn't, this idea of portion doesn't really make sense to us in the 21st century other than like, give me a good portion of lunch in a few minutes. Okay. But but in the first century, you know, how they would trade mostly would have been through the trading of goods. And so think of a, of a harvest, and, and you're, you're taking your container, and you're going, and they're going to give you a good portion that's it's been, been padded down, been, 
been firmly packed down, you know, try to get all of the gaps out and try to jam as much as we can jam. It's almost like when you go to one of those stores and they give you the bag and like, it's, you know, hey, today is a $10 bag sale. Anything you can jam in this bag, you can have for 10 bucks. Well, you're, you know, you're trying to put everything you can in there, right? So you're packing this down and you're shaking it out and, and it's overflowing. That's the kind of reward, the good portion that God gives when we when we love in this way. So you might be thinking, okay, so yeah, this is getting easier said than done, but so, so what the heck? How, how can we possibly love our enemies? You mean I have to love my enemy in the way that God loves me? Or I have to love my enemies in the way that I'm told to love my spouse or my children or my parents or my family? And, and the scripture says yes. The scripture says, yes, that's how we are to love our enemy. We're commanded to love the enemy, those who do us wrong, those who curse us, those who do damage to us. Not easy at all. Extremely difficult. But we have to make some moves. We have to take some steps toward that. Take a look at this video of how these guys took some steps toward that. He's trying to trap me, you see. I'm not falling for it. Has he ever trapped you? Teach you.
How did you do that? He had a great teacher. Extremely difficult thing to do. I heard Pastor John Ortberg say this week that, that grace is not earned. God's grace is not something that we can earn, but it does require effort. It requires effort on our part. So how can we possibly do this? As I shared, I, I'm not an expert, and I, I, think, I don't think I'm good at this at all, but here's, here's what I've been learning. We can't view this as a moral model of, of shoulds. This is what we should do. Or, or a list of things that we do or don't do. It needs to start with vision. It's a, it's a holy view of how we see all people, of how we are seeing all people like God sees them and sees us. I think that's where we have to start. We have to ask God to help our eyes and our hearts to see and feel like God sees and feels. And here are some steps, here are some, here are some moves maybe. They're really questions for us to ponder. The first is this, who are my present enemies? May not be as easily defined as someone we're at war with, literally, but, but who are my enemies? Who are those people that I'm having a hard time, a difficult time with? Secondly, asking the question, how can I pray for them? How can I be praying for them? I found it's really hard to hate or to dislike someone if you're praying for them. So how can I be praying for them? Thirdly, reflecting on the question, why are they my enemy? Why are they? Why do I consider this person an enemy? Are they a threat to me? Am, am I jealous? Have I suffered abuse or, or do I have insecurity around them? Have I been a victim of violence? Do we have cultural differences or political differences or theological differences? Why, why are they my enemy? That, that's, that's a deep, deep heart question. To really, you have to dig and, and, and be very open and vulnerable with yourself to figure out why, because they may not even at all be your enemy. And then lastly, what moves can I make to build a bridge? What moves can I make to, to draw closer to this person? And I think these moves have to be realistic and they have to be doable. I was just talking to someone after, after the first service and they said, well, 
You know, I, I think I can, I can do those. I, I, but my, my enemy won't, won't speak to me. So it's, it's probably not realistic and doable that they're going to, you know, going to have a conversation right away. But, but you can start by, by praying in those other examining questions and, and do, make the move that is, is realistic and doable for you right now. Keeping in mind limits of time and, and resources and emotions and, and safety. But what moves can I make to build a bridge? So I think though these questions, who are my present enemies? How can I be praying for them? Why are they my enemies? And what moves can I make to build a bridge? These are, these are steps. These are first steps to learning to love our enemies. And friends, as I said, this, this is not easy. In fact, I think it's terribly, terribly difficult. God's grace, God's unmerited, undeserved, and unearned love God's amazing grace is not earned, but it does require effort. And I would dare say it requires great effort, and at times difficult effort. However, as co-workers, as as co-creators in this mission to bring the kingdom of God on earth, we are called to copy Jesus' radical, overwhelming, never-ending, and reckless love. We won't always succeed at that. We will fall short. We will fall short at some time in some way. But as we take these steps, as we, as we make these moves, we are drawing closer and closer to the very heart of God. The very heart of what God wants us to be. So let's make some moves. I'm preaching to myself as much as you. Let's make some moves toward loving our enemies in the way that Jesus loves his enemies. Amen? Amen. Amen. Would you stand as we close our worship? Today, if, if perhaps you're, you're struggling with these questions, you're struggling with an enemy, the altar is a great place to release those, to, to begin to examine, or you can do that at your seat as well. But the altar is open. If It's a great place to pray.